Hi, welcome to On Manorama podcast, Start Action Cut. In this episode, we are decoding the recently released epic movie, Ponyan Selvan Part 1, directed by master craftsman Maniratna. Joining me here for the discussion are Vishnu and Deepa. The much-anticipated period drama is based on one of the most celebrated literary classics in the post-independence era. Written by Kalki Krishnamurti, it was serialized in the weekly magazine Kalki from 1950 to 54. It was brought out as a collection of five volumes in 1955. Before I share my views on the movie, I would like to point out the humongous efforts that has gone into the making on such a majestic and grand scale. The ensemble cast includes Aishwarya Rai Bachchan, Trisha, Vikram, Karthi, Jayaram, Jayam Ravi, Prakash Raj, Prabhu, Sharad Kumar, Aishwarya Lakshmi, Shobita, Dhulipala, Rahman, Parthiban, Lal, Nasir, Riyaz Khan, Babu, Anthony, and so on. The script is by Maniratnam, Elango, Kumarvel, and B. Jayadevan. What I liked the most is the rendering of the dialogues. The blend of classical and colloquial dialogues gives a hue and smell of the Dravidian culture in the medieval era and lent a lyrical and poetic beauty to the movie. The viewers may be divided into two segments, those who have read the book and those who haven't. I haven't read the book, so I will be speaking on that ground. For me, the movie seemed a collage of some events in the Chola dynasty. I found no much depth in emotions, nothing much awe-inspiring in narration either. Maniratham has made a stupendous effort to transport audience to that 10th century Chola dynasty. And as a person who has read the book, Diba can shed more light on the history and background of the movie. Diba. The book, as you said, is written by Kalki Krishnamurti and it came out in the 1950s. And it is a historical political drama based on a handful of events in the Chola dynasty. And uh, there are many characters in this book and basically it's about how one section of uh, the subjects are plotting to overthrow uh, the crown prince Aditya Karigalan who is supposed to be the next king and uh, how the other uh, section has their own plans. So uh, this film is, I can't say, at least I have read the first two books. So I, from at least from that, I can't say it's a war thriller or anything like that. It's more of a political drama where you get to see even the emotional sides of all these characters. Basically, it's it's a political historical drama that is based on a handful of events from the Chora Empire. And uh, I watched the movie in Malayalam. And what I felt is that uh, a lot of, you know, there are many interesting, exciting events from the book that are missed out in the movie. I completely understand it's a different medium there is a time limit and uh, so they have to crunch the whole thing into two hours 45 minutes but as someone who read the book I really missed uh, many of such exciting events from the book and how certain characters are not given enough of prominence that's it Maniratnam and his uh, co-writers have done a decent job overall and I think what they have attempted is a world building and in that sense I think they have done a decent enough job Alright, so uh, I belong to the majority that hasn't read the book, 
so I did not carry much expectations going in to the theater. Uh, maybe that that's probably why I wasn't as disappointed uh, because just like Deepa said, it's it is not a war drama. It is a it is a political historical drama. Hence, I think Maniratnam has paid enough attention to keep it so and. Uh, See, the audience can clearly see that the war scenes in the movie have not been, uh, you know, blown out of proportion or given uh, given a magnificent, uh, you know, uh, what do you say? <clears throat> it, it hasn't been made, a, you know, a spectacle of because it's just it's just another part of a movie, and he has concentrated on the emotions and the story more than the uh, you know the, the war and the savage savagery of all those. Um, but even though when I say I wasn't disappointed, I can't help but think. Uh, had Maniratnam made this into a web series, uh, th I think this would have been his magnum opus and probably the best period drama to come out of India, provided there was a solid story, an intriguing story for him to go along with. Um, and, and we have access to great period dramas or fantasy dramas like Game of Thrones and uh, House of Dragon and the sorts, where you know the world building and the kingdoms and the characters in it are explained so magnificently to us with ample time. So, which is why I thought the movie, the first part, it is entirely based on establishing the characters and the kingdoms involved and the relation between the people there and how they're plotting against each other. There is everything that you can expect out of a period drama. There is revenge, there is love, there is uh, hatred, there is bonding, there is everything that is happening. But I seriously wish uh, Manditatnam would have, you know, gone the the web series route here because it would have been wonderful to see him you know exploring the opportunities that this movie had or this or rather the material had and uh, you know going at it one episode at a time and it would have probably been one of the best in the world even and um, another aspect i found interesting was how the movie was made uh, which i guess i'll be talking about later on so yeah initial thoughts is i uh, i wasn't disappointed but uh, i think it could have been a lot more i agree to what you said uh, since there are countless number of uh, actors uh, nobody uh, gets enough time to register any hair raising performance and uh, uh, out of them what i found exciting are performances of uh, um, karthi and uh, jairam and also aishwarya rai and other than them uh, nobody uh, gets enough time to uh, be on the screen that's what i felt and even when vikram appears on the screen as a warrior who won several battles but lost in love, portrays his vehemence. I feel that unless you know uh, the story well, uh, you won't be able to connect to the emotions the character portrays. As far as the performances are concerned, I found uh, Karthi's Vandya Tevin, Jairam's uh, Alwar Kadiyan Nambi and uh, Aishwarya is Nandini to be the most standout characters in this first part of Punyan's Helvin. Um, as for uh, J.M. Ravi, who actually plays the titular character, uh, I, I'm hoping I'll get to see a lot more of his performance in the second part because there wasn't much scope for him. He comes after the interval and uh, there is not much scope for him to perform in the first part because uh, I guess Manjitam is just trying to establish the characters in the first part and uh, the next part of it will be all about Jam Ravi and uh, how Punyan Selvan is going to hold on to his kingdom. I think the best scenes of the mo movie were, uh, were between Jairam and Karthi's character where the camaraderie they share and the film's most light-hearted moments were a joy to watch whereas uh, I think Aishira Rai and 
Karthi to an extent are Maniratnam's most dependable actors I feel this being I think I think uh, the second or third uh, collaboration of Aishwarya Rai with Maniratnam yeah. because her beauty uh, I think it's perfect for the character that uh, that Nandini is or at least by Kalki standards as she is she is an enchantress almost you know her beauty knows no bounds and anybody who crosses her path is instantly taken aback by her beauty and uh, almost they almost give in to whatever she wants that is the kind of beauty and and i think maniratnam has done justice to portray aishwarya and we all know how aishwarya's beauty has been uh, you know sung about Uh, it has been elevated in uh, you know b- with her costumes and her uh, you know and her makeup and even with the uh, what do you say her age does not show one bit and we feel she's come straight out of viruvar and she just looks like a dream in the entire movie uh, and as for again like i said karthik karthik guides the audience through the entire movie and he has done a fantastic job keeping the rhythm uh, never once has he actually you know uh, just wandered off in another direction or you know overdid a scene uh, he was required to be a chirpy a fun at the same time a serious warrior and he has done complete justice to the role and uh, jairam is i think i think we do not need to even compare jairam with these two actors even aishwarya rai for the direction because jairam's talent has always been underrated in every industry and uh, this movie really shows the the kind of metal that jairam has and you know the acting prowess that he's got and uh, it was it was a joy to watch him i think the malayalam industry it will be a lesson for the malayalam industry to use the actor in other roles other than you know just uh, branding him as a familial man he could get better roles uh, i think this movie was a perfect example of that and kudos to the tamil industry for using him in a in a role where he can actually uh, you know portray his acting chops yeah yeah vishnu as you said uh the ps1 uh i think maradam uh is using the movie to establish his characters and the basic foundation of the story maybe uh, as the story evolves in the next part uh we would be able to see more of the characters and their journey uh so what do you say deepa i think so i haven't read the rest of the books so i am not very sure how their journey goes from here but that said i can say how uh, what i felt you know about the characters as compared to how they were written in the book i was very happy to see each of the characterizations and the right cast you know uh, be it karthi's vandithevan or vikram's aditya karikalan or um, prakash raj's sundara cholan all of these people they were the right choice to play those particular characters except for probably the character played by shobhita dulipala you know her character is vanathi vanathi is the uh, kadumbalur princess anyway um, she is somebody in the book she is someone who probably faints for any every single thing you know for the smallest of things she faints and she is a very faint hearted person but uh, the characterization in the book is not like that she is not such a, a soft hearted person moreover there is not that much of a screen space either so that is the only difference i found other than that uh, i was very happy with the way the characters were presented and how true they were to the book and the like uh, at the same time uh, you know uh, you have to you know you can you, you can't help mentioning that there are quite a few interesting characters like kandamaran who is uh, 
Karthi's character Vandhidevan's friend in the book and there is another character uh, called Aniruddha Brahmarayar who is the Prime Minister of the Chora Empire. You know, these characters have a prominent place in the book, you know, and they have many events uh, which are very interesting and add a lot of suspense and thrill to the proceedings, you know, but in the movie you can, you know, they are like, uh, you will just blink and you will miss them, that's how it is. They don't have much of a prominence in the movie. Yeah, just to add to that, I think I, I agree with what Deepa said because uh, even for someone who hasn't read the book, uh, like w when you watch it, you, you kind of understand that a few points or few plots have been, or side plots rather, have been uh, omitted uh, consciously so that we stay to the central plot, that the audience stick to the central plot and uh, he, I think Maniratnam has tried his best not to confuse the viewers with a lot of you know side stories and side characters he's tried to keep it to a minimum and tried uh, try to just reveal the main characters and how the story is going about but even then you just felt you know certain certain it could even be an issue with the editing even because sometimes you know some he expected the audience to understand certain scenes without explaining too much uh, there was there was very less spoon feeding happening here he expected the audience to understand how we got to one scene or okay he's certain a, a particular character has reached here make what you will of it but he's reached that uh, that's true Vishnu but at the same time I understand that you know there is a time limit and the like but for example you know the character of Aishwarya Lakshmi uh, that is Pungurili, right? See, out of the blue, this character is introduced without uh, talking much about it in the story before. I don't think there is much of a mention about her before that. Don't you guys think so? Do you remember like Pungurili being mentioned in the story before that? Um, no, not really. She just uh, pops up out of the blue. Yeah. But uh, good that you brought up Pungurili because uh, I think uh, characters, the, the female characters in this movie are some of the most powerful we've seen in recent times. Be it Nandini's character or uh, Trisha's character that plays Kundavi, who is the daughter of uh, Sundara Chodan, and uh, Pungrili, who is just a boat woman, but she's very. Uh, all their intros, to be to be specific, all their intros, I think they all uh, they all received great intros compared to the male characters in the movie, apart from probably uh, Aditya Karikalan's uh, intro, which is Vikram's. That was mesmerizing, but. Uh, even when, if it when it comes to Aisha Rai's character Nandini or uh, Trisha's introduction, we we get a we suddenly we get an idea of what they are from the very first shot. Maniratnam has made sure of it, and Devi Varman has uh, well, Devi Varman knows what Maniratnam always needs, and uh, he gets a, he gets the job done. Uh, but but even having said that, uh, there were some interesting choices when it came to uh, you know framing certain shots. Uh, which I guess we'll talk about when it comes to the structure of the movie. Yeah, the thing is that in the book, see, Pungurali is given an introduction much before you see her, you uh, see her lines, her uh, her uh, talking. Like, uh, you know, there are other characters talking about how a skillful board woman she is and uh, what kind of a person she is, how strong she is and what her background is and all of that. But here, I think in the movie, they chose to show it through you know they chose to show it visually in the sense she emerges out of water suddenly and she uh, she is on the boat and she is skillfully handling all the techniques and stuff uh, that is required as a boat woman and that's how he has chosen to establish it rather than through uh, it in one way yeah it is a very uh, brilliant or you know clever way of showing it in a time limited uh, medium but otherwise but at the same time I feel that there are if I was somebody who hadn't read the book I would have 
wondered like who is this woman out of the blue she's emerging from water and Vandya Devan is on the boat with her and what is the whole deal like I might have definitely wondered that's what I feel okay uh, Diva uh, what do you think uh, um, the character of Pungarelli uh, is she more strong uh, in the book than uh, in the movie in the book yeah she is a strong person in many ways both as a boat woman and also someone uh, she's kind of a feminist like Aishura Lakshmi mentioned in uh, one of her interviews but at the same time she has an emotional side to her as well she has an affinity towards um, Ponin Selvan uh, for her own reasons uh, but uh, you know in the in the movie too I think you know they have chosen to show it that way but then it's not spelled out very clearly probably because of the time limit but I feel in the book yes you understand her character a lot more in depth definitely you can't uh, help not understanding it as much in the film space okay let's come to the production design the settings of the medieval uh, Chola uh, era so the production design coupled with uh, the costume has reproduced the magnificence of the Chola period but at times I think uh, it slips and go amateurish uh, again like I said uh, I think uh, I did not find any particular faults with the uh, production design of the movie as such because I think it was grand and uh, the scale. They've tried to keep it as genuine as possible even when it uh, comes to the Tanjavur kingdom and all. I think it was the, the grandiose of the entire, uh, you know, the, the entire kingdom as such. It was uh, huge and uh, it seemed very uh, interesting. The uh, the choices made were interesting. It, it had a raw feel to it. At the same time, knowing that it had it had to look elegant, it felt very raw as well uh, it felt very genuine and uh, you know it felt like structures that existed in our uh, you know in our times and uh, it did not feel like an effort where you know it, do, it did not feel out of place or you it did not feel like you, the actors were walking on the sets of a particular you know it's been made and they're walking you were never aware of it you just felt like such places existed um, and again when it comes to using colors if you've noticed, Maniratnam has always had an affinity for uh, the colors yellow, uh, co golden yellow, red and uh, royal blue. Uh, especially when it comes to short, uh, you know, scenes that are shot during the night, you can always see these colors standing out. I think one shot in this in particular is when, uh, when a Kali da dance happens. Uh, I think that was beautifully shot and it, it had uh, even the camera, the choice of camera was uh, very handheld but it was amazingly done and it felt very, very real and uh, you do not see many kingdoms where, you know, where uh, a Kali da dance is happening and, uh, you know, everybody sitting around and, and enjoying and watching it. Uh, I think the, the choice of colors, red, which is always associated with uh, Kali Ma and uh, even uh, yellow and uh, even even the blue of the water the night sky it, it, it all just complemented each other so well i think maniratnam has, has nailed that combination throughout and uh, that was a joy to watch yes of course um, it's a spectacular uh, you may watch the spectacle from the outside uh, while uh, those who already know the story the tale may marvel at how close to or far from the original story uh, is the movie the frames are meticulous, uh, especially the outdoor backdrop, thanks to magnificent cinematography by uh, Ravi Verman. And uh, Vishnu was uh, so vociferous about uh, the cinematography. 
most definitely uh, Ravi Varman is an outstanding cinematographer and I think I'm in no position to talk about his skills he is in no way uh, inferior to any, uh, the, the, the best in the market today and um, there is a reason why Mani Dhatnam has you know uh, trusted him with such a humongous project uh, I felt a few choices of camera techniques to be uh, specific I found it very interesting especially how there is uh, I would go to the extent of saying there is an overt use of handheld camera in uh, Punjan Selvin. Uh, I <coughs> at times it, it was a hit and miss for me to be honest. It was a it was a wonderful attempt. Uh, Ravi Varman has done a fantabulous job with the movie. I am in no way uh, calling his uh, ca calling his work you know underwhelming or anything. It was excellent. It was outstanding. But there were moments where the movie felt. Uh, or, or the scene felt jarring and I think the camera work had a little to contribute to it um, I could I, a few examples to recall probably the war scenes the uh, the first the movie opens with a war scene and uh, a, a few handheld camera sequences it was a little it made me a little dizzy very soon like first few minutes into the movie I found myself, you know, a little dizzy and I was like, okay, I just want the scene to end right now. And because the war uh, sequence, it does not, it, it contributes to the story, but it's just an element to take the story forward and nothing else. So I felt there was a lot of experimenting happened there. And, uh, but at the same time, when it came to, uh, there's a monologue, there is a Aditya Karikalan's monologue. There's a scene where that happens, where he speaks about his past and his pain and, uh, you know, how heartbroken he is about a certain element of the movie. And um, uh, there too, the use of camera, te the, the technique that uh, Devi Verdman has gone along with, I think that fit the scene extremely well because the camera keeps on moving from left to right and it's, 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 an, it's in an oscillating position throughout where we feel the character's pain because he is equally disturbed and unsettled about what he's recalling and we feel the camera is in uh, is in tandem with him and moving at exactly the way how he feels about it yeah. and you do not feel the camera is out of place at any point there but at the same time there are moments when you know just being handheld with it and uh, probably to give us a raw feel like you know it's uh, they're just giving us a very uh, what do you say a close view of what is happening and making us feel like we're feeling that you know when they're moving, we're moving with them too. Yeah. But it was a hit and miss for me at certain points and I found it a little jarring. But this is in no way a statement about uh, Ravi Verdman's camera skills or anything. He is a genius by all means. Yes, coming to the music, just uh, what I feel is that uh, it just keeps the rhythm going and uh, keeps close to the mood of the tale. A.R. Rahman has not dished out anything extraordinary and outstanding this time. The BGM gels well with the events almost throughout. But pardon me if I say that it was quite jarring at some places. Well, I felt that the music has a good traditional yet contemporary voice so that everyone likes it. I especially like the first song Pondi Nadi, which features the Kaveri River and the Chola Kingdom vibe. And yeah, yeah, in certain scenes in the film though, I felt the background music is trying to elevate the scene. but viewers can hardly connect with the proceedings so the reaction generated isn't that exciting isn't it mm -hmm. so that is one aspect that i found is striking about the music of the film uh, but that is just about the background music other than that if you ask me about the songs as they are like not a lot of songs are used i felt you know even the punninadi song i don't think it's used in its entirety 
there are many other songs which came out on Spotify and the like and uh, not a lot of them are used for example the one uh, called Chol which was sung by Sana Moiduti for the Malayalam version and Shreya Goshal for Hindi and uh, Rakshida for Tamil uh, I was actually waiting to see how they you know pictureize it uh, on screen because that is this you know funny uh, friendly exchanges between the characters of Kundavi and Manati I was just waiting to watch that song but then it's not there in the movie uh, so that's what I felt about music as it is like I like the songs but BGM maybe not that much uh, well Air Roman always has this element of you know uh, epicness I don't know if it's a word but still his, his, uh, his music is, ha- always has this epic feel to it I think his recent uh, recent uh, outing in Malayalam which was in Malayangunya I think it was an issue when it came to the first half of Malayangunya which was very grounded in its story and mm-hmm. uh, you know it was very realistic and sometimes uh, I found Aeroman's music to be very jarring and too much but however it fit the second part which the second half of the movie which was all about chaos and his movie and, and, and his uh, background score for the movie just fit right into the uh, scheme of things okay. uh, the same way in uh, in Punyan Selvan everything about Punyan Selvan is grand and uh, hence it is the right project for the Aeroman to be a part of because anything he does becomes epic that is be it the BGM or the music now is this Aeroman's best work definitely not we would love to see the Aeroman that we all know and loved a lot uh, but uh, sadly that is not the state of affairs today but still uh, it cannot be denied that he has that magic uh, I think one sudden example that comes to mind is uh, whenever Nambi, uh, Jairam's character uh, you know, reminds or tells Vandiyathevan to remind Nandini that Lord Krishna is waiting for her. Mm-hmm. There is this lullaby that plays in the background. Mm-hmm. It was particularly striking, and it felt very, you know, it, it starts to pull at her heartstrings. It was, it was quite good, good to listen to that particular, you know, lullaby, and uh, which is why I felt, uh, again, I would say it was a hit and miss when it comes to the ship or the the stormy uh, scene. I think the entire scene was done a little shoddy. It was uh, it was a shoddy execution because uh, till then I think Manajatnam was focusing on the story and the characters and the uh, you know background and the revelation. And mm-hmm. suddenly I think it was he was suddenly made aware of the fact that this was a uh, this was a period movie and it had to have a grand you know uh, war sequence. Uh, so that is when I think the the whole VFX part of it came to mind and I'm not saying anything about the VFX because it was well done it was uh, neatly done it wasn't over it was it was th- there was uh, what is a copious amount of VFX in places it was uh, pretty visible in certain scenes where you know where a door a door of a kingdom is just kicked down it was uh, the some in some places the VFX was very visible however um, the ship scene it did not find you know it, it did not uh, I, I was not at the edge of my seat. I just wanted, be it music-wise or even the scene-wise, um, again, even with the revelation of Punyan Selvan's character, it is a particular moment in the movie where his life is in danger. But I think the movie failed to get me rooting for his character even. Mm-hmm. Rather, I found myself rooting for Vandya Tevan, who has been there throughout the movie, and I found liking his character so much that I didn't want anything to happen to Vandya Tevan rather than Punyan Selvan. So I think that was a... Uh, that that was a flaw in the movie because uh, he failed. That is, the director or or even the story that has been written as such. I, I don't know if it's probably because they omitted a lot of things before in, uh, you know introducing Punyan Selvan to the audience. 
but I found myself uh, not being not being able to relate to Bonin Sylvan or you know or the need to for him to be alive. Hence, even not just the music, I think that whole scene for me it was a tad dragged out, and I think it could have ended a lot earlier. Uh, but as for the if it was to portray the visual effects prowess of the team, it was well done. About uh, that, like uh, the prominence of Ponin Selvan in the movie, like um, in the first book, you can't see much of Ponin Selvan. He is there a lot in the second book, but uh, probably when it comes to the movie, like Vishnu said, yes, uh, you know, you don't see much of him. You don't see him at all in the first half, and then you see him in the second half. But even before you kind of you try to understand the character, you are expected to root for him. that's a kind of i think a uh, movie makes you feel that it expects you to root for him but then you are, you haven't reached that stage yet isn't it that's how it progresses i have i i do felt that you know you probably it's a little too early for the audience to feel anything for him thank you guys for uh, giving such a wonderful analysis of the movie and um, uh, whether it's good or dud it's insignificant to me when it comes to a maniratna movie I always make it a point to watch Ponian Selvan of course can be visited to while away your leisure time with some popcorn. Well, I I don't agree with that actually because I think it's a movie that demands your rapt attention and unless you are quite familiar with the plot beforehand you wouldn't understand anything that's going on on screen like who is who like what is his whole deal like what's his name where is he going to where is he currently like okay if you are a viewer who can enjoy a movie just based on the looks of the characters or uh, you know the what they are wearing and their jewelry and how beautiful they look because there are also viewers who can enjoy movies like that isn't it not everyone is so focused on what they are doing and where they are going and all of that you can enjoy movie a movie in different ways yeah. so in in that sense yeah you know you can see a spectacle or a magnum of pus unfolding in front of you but otherwise i think it's a movie that actually demands your complete attention and if you uh, if you miss a point right from the beginning you won't understand what's happening so that's what i feel that, so you mean to say that you cannot watch it with a popcorn uh, yeah probably not if you really want to understand what's going on screen yeah the, what is the story what are the names of the characters probably uh, sitting with a a handful of popcorn won't help you you will have to actually pay a, a great deal of attention to even you know i think many people though karthi's character is there even vikram's character is there right from the beginning as someone who is out of the film hall uh, after 5 minutes what's the name of vikram's character what's the name of karthi's character if they haven't read the book or if they haven't done their background uh, you know if they haven't re- read about it beforehand I think they will struggle too, <laughs> isn't it? Don't you think so? Yeah, yeah, of course. As a non-Tamil speaker who watched the Tamil version of this movie, uh, I, there is no scope for popcorn whatsoever in this movie, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because it it deserves uh, or rather it demands your undivided attention throughout, and uh, uh, it is definitely a theater watch. It it has to be watched in the theater. The sound, the the scale of it the uh, the characters the ensemble for the sheer epicness of what is happening on screen i recommend that you know everybody go to the theater and watch gives us a watch because i think the second part should be a lot more interesting than what is happening right now okay guys so here we are um, coming to a close so uh, thanks for listening we will be back soon with another episode of start action cut thank you <laughs>